0: Understand the significance Of the man in the Godhead Then you are missing These things before I even start You're missing how to pray If you don't understand The significance of the man in the Godhead You're missing how to pray If you don't understand The significance of the man in the Godhead You are missing how to be communicated to From the throne room of God Therefore, you are missing the grace and mercy that comes to help in your time of need. If you don't understand the man in the Godhead and what the Godhead is doing, then you do not understand how to follow the commands of Jesus Christ, both that are written and that are post Acts chapter 1 and verse 2. You remember that one after that he had gone away, he gave commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. You remember that one. So there were commands that were coming that were not written in the Gospels. So, (laughs) if you don't understand the concept, now watch this, of the man in the Godhead, you can never... Hold on now, let me make sure I say that right. Uh... You can never be whole in the Christian walk. Now I want you to consider that. You can never be whole in the Christian walk. If you remain in the cross and find it as the bastion and basis of what you do and who you are, Let me tell you what you will find. Open up your newspaper. Look outside your door. Watch how people live. Look at the world. See the evil in it. And ask yourself the question, why? Why is the world like it is if the cross is what it was? (laughs) Oh, God. That's a question. Why is the world stuck in the utter evil that it is if the cross is and did what it is supposed to do? Well, the answer is, in Jesus' own words in Matthew 28, it's deeper than the cross. There's more to it than the cross. Can't can't, can't argue with that because he did more than just die on the cross. Have to to be intelligent enough to understand that if the message stays at the cross, the outcome is, is that what the cross did with forgiveness of sin... Left you in position where you could consistently sin and run back to the cross. Huh? Because that's the message the world has got. If you believe in him and you believe in the cross, you can live like you want to, and God's gonna take you to heaven one day. If we don't understand the Godhead, we will never understand why Jesus said, Lo, I am is with you always, even into the end of the age, if we don't understand the Godhead. Mm, 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 mm. This gets pretty deep. huh? And it knocks around, it kicks around the theology that we've been cheated out of by the Gospel that is preached in the era of the modern church. It's a sad situation. Because we have been cheated out of the wholeness of the relationship, Of who God is. Who God is. How Jesus Christ relates to God. How the Godhead relates to mankind. We've been cheated out of that. Because we've been told just stay at the cross. Live at the foot of the cross. Well, unfortunately Jesus did not teach that. What? Jesus never taught that. Jesus did not teach for you to remain at the foot of the cross, and neither did Paul. May I show you. Let's look at the Scripture. Stand with me and honor the reading of God's Word, and I'm going to make this thing work in Jesus' name. Colossians chapter 2, verses 9-15. through 15. You're going to see something here. Pay close attention, because you're going to see something. Now I'm going to read all of this, so just bear with me just a second. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Why would Paul begin what he's about to say by making that statement? And you are complete in him. In what? The man that is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. How are you complete in him? Because he is made the head of all principality and power. What caused him to do that? What was the genesis that caused him to become the head of all principality and power? Watch what Paul said. In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. What was that? That was what Jesus did on the cross to those who believed, who came in and made a cut around the sin that was in your life. In putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, what happened here? Well, that's where he went to the tomb and buried the flesh. Now watch. What happened after he buried the flesh? He went to hell. We're going to see that in just a minute. How did he come out of hell? As the victoriously anointed who? Christ. Buried with him in baptism. What are we talking about here? Jesus, who went to the tomb and did what? Buried the flesh. Wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith the operation of god what are we talking about here we're talking about that christ that is in verse 11 who came out of the grave out of the the depths of hell was risen as the victoriously anointed christ how did he do it by the operation of god how was the circumcision of your heart done by the operation of god what did god do he raised you from the dead just like he did jesus christ paul said in ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 that you hath he quickened who were once dead in trespasses and sins Uh uh-huh and you've been dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh what was happening on the cross you were dead in sin what happened at the tomb Your flesh, the uncircumcised flesh, had to be destroyed and buried. Hath he quickened and uh, did it together, together with him. Having forgiven you all of your trespasses. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you. Now wait a minute. Who did that? The high priest. When He sprinkled the blood on the vessels of ministry, He blotted out every, He made you safe. So what have we seen so far? We've seen Jesus, the healer, who died at Calvary. We've seen Jesus, the preserver, who buried His flesh. We've seen Christ, the victoriously anointed uh, uh, One, who came delivered out and risen from the dead. We've seen them all now we see that there is this man that is a high priest who blotted out every handwriting of ordinances against you. He didn't do that on the cross. He blotted sin at the cross. He didn't do it at the tomb. He buried your flesh at the tomb. He didn't do that in the resurrection. He delivered you from death and hell. He did that as the high priest. Huh? Isn't that amazing? Took it out of the way because all of those sin had been nailed at the cross now watch this and having spoiled principalities and powers what happened here he became lord over all principalities and powers and he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it wow all of a sudden we see the names of jesus christ all defined by paul don't we Everything we've been telling you about Jesus Christ is defined by Paul's own words. He began this scripture by saying, All of the things you are reading now have come to fruition in the last step. What is that step, Pastor Mike? For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bottle. Now, the next verse is the crucial verse. And we're going to go to that after we pray. Father, I thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for opening our eyes, that we can see our ears, that we can hear and our heart, that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us. May we apply it to our lives and be changed into the image of your dear Son, Jesus, from the throne room of God, in the new body that was resurrected, and became the high priest and Lord, we ask you to speak today through the Holy Spirit. We surrender, yield, and sacrifice our mind to that end. As you speak, the Holy Spirit reveals. We'll receive it. And then we will release it through our own tongue back into the earth so that it can be free and have freedom to accomplish exactly that which you have set it forth to do. And we will give you praise and honor and glory for all of it in the loving name of Jesus Christ, our High Priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. So we come to an understanding, a realization, that there's something to all of this that Jesus did. And we come to an understanding that it's, it had its genesis at the cross. But every step along the way was bringing him into the position of the man in the Godhead bodily. He is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So when Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 17, Go ye therefore and teach all nations and baptized them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them that they are to observe all of the commands. Wait a minute. Hold on. What, What did I say? I heard myself say something there. What did I say? Huh? All. I didn't say a. I said all of the commands, all of them. Now, all of the commands were not just expressed at Calvary. All of the commands were not just exposed at the tomb. They did not all come to fruition just in the anointed activity of Jesus Christ being risen from the dead. They did not operate until he became the high priest who sprinkled the blood on the vessels of ministry so that you could have every handwriting, everything that was against you, every blemish, every problem, every issue, every struggle, every sin, You could be quickened and brought in to the exact life, the spirit of his life. That all happened whenever he became the high priest. So here we are, and we're finding out that there is more to it. Paul is teaching it in Colossians chapter 2. Paul is saying to you in chapter 2, you must come into the completion of him. Not just where he started, but where he's gone. You gotta go there. If you don't go there, you can't be completing him. If you don't go there, you can't understand how to pray. If you don't go there now, let me let me let me cause all your your mind spinning right now. Say, why that? Why that, Pastor? Why that? Because Jesus said himself that when you pray, you're going to pray to the Father. And when you pray to the Father, then I will pray for you. So there's a methodology to pray that only happens correctly when you come into the Godhead. There's a methodology to pray where you can enter into the throne room of God that will only come when you enter into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So our prayer... And what we see in our world today is a world that either does not pray or is not praying correctly. Not coming into the throne room of God correctly. We want to go to the cross. Now watch me now. We want to go to the cross and to the throne. That's been what you've been taught. We want to go to the cross and jump over the tomb the resurrection, the high priesthood, the lordship, and walk into the throne room of God and say, here I am. That's what they tell me I can do. I can go wherever I want to go in the spirit world because I believed on Jesus Christ. So I could come right, and what's happening is, is our prayers are like a basketball. We throw it on the floor, it bounces up, with great energy guess what happened what goes up must come down going to come right back down to me because it's not done correctly i've not given myself to prayer in such a fashion that it meets the things that have made us complete We don't understand it. We don't live in it. We don't walk in the Godhead. We don't acknowledge the Godhead. We acknowledge Jesus because he is on the cross, but never understanding that Paul has said that you are not complete because of the cross. You are complete because of the entire process. You see it? The process is what makes you complete. The cross is the place of healing. It's the place of forgiveness. But if you don't go to the tomb and bury your own flesh, lay it down and let it die, the 17 works of the flesh that manifest themselves in the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life will continue to manifest. And where will you remain? At the cross. Why? Because you'll constantly be asking God for forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't want the cigarette. I didn't want the drug. I didn't want the alcohol. I didn't want to get mad. I didn't want to argue with my wife. I didn't want to not do my job. I didn't want to be a halfway. You know, my dad and my brother-in-law built us a bathroom at our first home. I'll never forget it. And uh, about every time something happened, they were having to do it over again. My brother-in-law named them the halfway plumbers. They were the halfway plumbers because they would get it halfway done, something would go wrong, they'd have to redo it. And, uh, of course, part of it was because the area area where they were building the plumbing, uh, Sharon and I had gone down and done all the carpentry work, glory to God. That was not even halfway done. And so we struggled. But my wife's a good builder. I'm a good hammer and a nailer. That's about all I can do. So they had a deficit before they got started. So they called themselves the halfway plumbers. Well, we have become the church of the halfway livers. we become the church of the halfway studiers. we become the church of the halfway prayers. we become the church of the halfway understanders. we become the church of those that do not know Because no one has ever told us that there's more to the life of living for Christ than staying at the cross. I didn't say that. I'm repeating something someone else said. Who said that, preacher? Well, Paul did. Paul's saying it right here in Colossians chapter 2. He's saying that there is a fullness that you should live in and that you should be complete in and that fullness is in the entire works of Jesus Christ. It's in all that He did for you, not some that He did for you, not a piece of it that He did for you. It's in all that He did for you. If you understand that, then what happens? Watch it now. You complete. If you don't understand now, this is what it's saying. I want you to get this. If you don't understand what it's saying, then Paul is telling you, you are not complete. You cannot be complete. You cannot live complete. You cannot and will not have the access into the throne room of God that you desire or that you've been told that your faith would bring. Now I could stop right here and preach for a long, long while. On whose faith is it anyway? Because it is not yours. Huh? You mean to tell me my faith ain't mine? Not if you read the Word of God. Paul said, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that, watch it now. What's the next line? Who knows it? Starts with an in. Not what? Of what? Huh? Your what? Yourself. But it is the what? The gift of God. Where did that gift come from? The writer of the book of Hebrews told us where it came from. He said that Jesus Christ is what? The author and the finisher of what? Your faith. This ain't something you can ball up one day and say, I'm going to have enough faith to get myself healed, bless God. I'm going to get healed. I ain't going to no doctor. I ain't take, I going to just ball it up right up in here and I'm going to get it done. No, no, it don't work that way, friend. Faith only comes to you by the author and finisher of whom Paul said he lives by, by the faith of the Son of God. He took the measure that God gave him, according to Paul's writings in Romans chapter 10, and he thought soberly about faith. And he began to say, now my faith that I have been given is a gift that has come from the, watch it now, watch it now, watch it, God. It is a gift of God. What is God? Who is God? He is the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He is the Godhead. He is the one of whom Paul, saw. Jesus said that if you are going to, to to be immersed in Me and follow My commandments that you know, and that I will speak, so that I will be with you always, you must understand your faith that you are given is a gift of God, and it only works. By Jesus Christ. It doesn't work because you want it to. It doesn't work because you decide for it to. It only works by Jesus Christ. Well, what did Jesus Christ do? Well, let me tell you why our faith comes by Jesus Christ. Because he is the one that went to the, to the cross. He is the one that was stuck in the tomb. He is the one that was delivered as the victoriously anointed Christ. And you are in him. Help me, Jesus. I'm in him. How am I in him? I'm in him by his faith. He said if you will have the faith of God. Who's that? That's the faith of the Godhead. How did the faith of the Godhead operate? The faith of the Godhead operates in such a fashion that you will be given something to speak. Who's speaking? Who is that feller that's speaking? And we would say, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. He's the one doing the speaking. And I would say to you, that is not accurate. He is the one doing the repeating. He is the one doing the repeating. Because it is Jesus Christ who is the man in the Godhead bodily, who is speaking the mind, the thoughts, the ideas, the behaviors, the deeds, the facts of faith that come out of the throne room of God that the writer of the book of Hebrews said turns out to be to you grace and mercy that help in time of need. Huh? Wow, 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 wow. Huh? I said, I said, Wow, 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 wow. Because that's interesting, ain't it? That all of a sudden, our perspective of faith, our perspective of the Godhead, our perspective of how God operates, our perspective of who speaks, our perspective of who is repeating, our perspective of how God is making you complete, all comes out of one place. Where that? Where that? The Godhead, It's the only place you can be complete. Understanding the process is the only way you can be complete. You can't be complete any other way, friend. You can't be complete if all you know is the cross. You can get started there, but you cannot be complete. How do I know it? Because I read Colossians chapter 2, beginning with verse 9. Then I got down to verse 17. Then I got down to verse 17, and I don't have that on my whatchamacallit today, but I'm going to read it to you nevertheless. Verse 16. Based on what Paul has told you now, watch what he says next. You got it? Read it. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you. Hold on. Don't let anyone judge you. Don't let anyone look at you and tell you you're crazy. Don't let anyone look at you and tell you you don't have the truth. Don't let any doctrine deceive you into thinking that you are not what you purport to be because you don't believe it their way. Now go on. Not judge you by what you eat or drink, what you eat or drink there's not one thing now that is not sanctified before you why because you're complete in him what did he do to make you complete in him he went to the cross he went to the tomb he was delivered and resurrected he went to be the man in the godhead bodily but in the process he became the high priest and the lord don't let anybody tell you That there's everything that you need, anything that you need, you're not complete in Him. Go ahead. Or with regard to a religious festival. Oh, with regard to religious things, with regard to religious doctrines, with regard to religious seasons and times, don't let anyone judge you about where your freedom lies, because your freedom lies in what jesus did to get to be back in the godhead bodily and there your freedom in everything your freedom in everything you are complete in him only if you come through the process now go ahead oh yeah all of those things that they saddle you with that are out of the law All of those things that they saddle you with that would say this is what you should be doing by religious tradition. This is how you should be acting. This is what you should be saying. This is the liturgy that should be being preached. I heard a man on Facebook this week, probably a very good man, inviting people to his church in New York City. He gave five things and not one of those things had one thing to do with the Word of God, had one thing to do with Jesus Christ. He offered him food. He offered them fun. He offered them fellowship. He told everybody they would be included. He said, you can ask me anything you want and it'll be all right. Come on, let's have church. Glory to God that ain't church. That's a tradition. That's a festival. That's a fun time. That's a social club. Jesus said, "Don't let anybody. Once you find out what I'm telling you, tell you that those traditions and those old covenant, old testament uh, sessions would make you have anything in the thing that you are now complete in." Oh, go ahead on now. These are a shadow of the things. That a shadow, huh? Well, what is now? Wait a minute. If those old doctrines, old ways, old traditions are a shadow, then what has come? That's a good question, ain't it? What has come? What's been revealed? What's been released? What's been put out there for you to believe and to walk in? What is it, Pastor? What is it if you'll just tell us we'll do it? Well, how many times I got to you? What has been released to you is the work of the cross, the work of the tomb, the work of the resurrection, the work of the high priest, the work of the lordship of Jesus Christ that culminated in Him being complete. And you, watch the word, are complete in Him. See that? Go ahead now. Of the things that were to come, the reality, however, is found in Christ. Oh, isn't that just something? Who said that? Who wrote that book? Paul did. Paul wrote that book. He said, them shadows of traditions and doctrines and foolishness, them shadows that keep you stumbling around the base and the foot of the cross, them shadows that never deal with your flesh, them shadows that don't work to cause your flesh to do the things that Jesus Christ taught you that they should, Them shadows that don't allow you to bring your flesh under subjection to who you are in Christ Jesus. Them shadows that say to you that my church is right, bless God, because Granny went there and Grandpa went there and I loved them and they were so spiritual. Them shadows that said this is the way we believed in all of our life and this is the way it's going to be. And them shadows that say to you, I got this to deal with. I drink, I smoke, I cuss, but I love God. Them shadows that say to you, I'm okay because God loves me. That's a shadow. That ain't the reality. That is in who? Who did it say? In who? Who? In Christ. That ain't the reality. Oh now, Pastor, 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 you you making this no ain't I just Paul said it. I'm just saying, Paul said that, I say it. I wish I was smart enough to say that. Paul said that. He said that everything that has come before all of your religious rites and traditions are shadows of the reality that is where? In who? Huh. Isn't that something? Ain't that just something? So I cannot choose to live however I want to live. I cannot choose to live in the shadow of it. I can't choose to live in the shadow of the cross. If I choose to live in the shadow of the cross, I am not where? In Christ if I choose to live in the shadow of the overcoming of my flesh where everything I do is flesh-driven, and I say, well, you just have to forgive me, because that's just the way I am, huh? That tells me I'm not where? In Christ. Well, that sounds so rough, Pastor. It ain't me. When you get to heaven, if we all make it there together, you just walk up and tell Paul. Because Paul is the one doing this talking, not me. I'm simply telling you what Paul has said. The man of God that was given the, the voice of grace, the understanding of who Christ was, where He was, what He was doing, and how He would dwell in men. <laughs> so now, if you're still living in death, if you're still living in death because you can't get out of the flesh, if you're still living in Under the old way of doing business according to Paul that shadow you ain't where in Christ huh that's a that's a that's a that's a heavy statement ain't it huh that's a heavy statement because why because if you remain in the shadow that is not the reality listen to me now what is the reality Look at, look at, look, at, look, look at here. I'm going to show you something. I want you to read it for yourself. You just read it for yourself. Don't, don't, don't read it because I see it so. You just read it for yourself. Everybody read out loud, verse 9 and 10. Read it out loud. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and all power. Huh? Does that sound like a shadow to you? Does that sound like something has been concealed from you? Does that sound like that something of which you need is not freely given to you? No. Why? Because the reality is in Christ. The reality is in what he did as the high priest to give you complete safety and freedom. The reality is in his lordship where everything that has a name bows before him. That, my friend, is complete freedom. Then he goes on over and sits down at the right hand of majesty, where he becomes the man in the Godhead bodily. And as the man in the Godhead bodily, what happened? You, who believe, who got out of the types and the shadows and the foolishness of unsound doctrine and got out from under bad teaching and bad preaching, walked into the reality of who He is, that you are where in Christ. Ha. <laughs> See, this is a different world of living, my friend. So you are in Christ. You have come in Christ. How did you get there? I have a statement that I make. And it's called, know better, do better. If you don't know better, you cannot do better. This little one right here does not know what he will know in even a year. But when he knows better what will happen? He will do better. If he does not do better, then we apply knowledge. What do you say about the seed of, to the seed of, that's what I was going to say right there. Apply a little wisdom to the seed of knowledge. When the wisdom is applied, knowledge all of a sudden is exposed. When knowledge is exposed, understanding is taken in. And then what do we do? We come into the reality that we are what? We are what? Say it again. Huh, isn't that something? How did we get there? Because we came into the wisdom of the knowledge of who he is. Now, I'm going to close. I'm not, not anywhere near done. I, I, I have this bad habit that the Holy Ghost is not my habit. I wish it were. The Holy Spirit begins to teach things through me that I don't even intend to preach. I, I'm on slide two, and I've got 30 slides because I preach in, for two sessions. I get ready for two sessions, one in the morning and one at night, and I'm on slide two. The Holy Ghost is telling you something that you need to know. He's telling you something that you need to take to heart. That everything that is stuck in just those areas of which we have been told to remain is not the reality of Christ. It's not the reality of Christ. Just the cross and just the tomb and just the resurrection is not the reality of Christ. I didn't say it. Paul said it. How am I going to come into the reality and be complete in him? I'm going to have to go to the Godhead. I'm going to have to go all the way until I am communicating, living in, walking in, talking. Now now wait a minute, Pastor, how could we do that? Well, let me tell you what Paul said. If you turn to Ephesians chapter 1 and begin with verse 2, 3, 4, you're going to find something that Paul said. Paul said that you are given every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Huh? What did he say? Where is it? I am in Christ Jesus. You are complete. In Christ Jesus. The reality of how to operate in God is in Christ Jesus. He said that when you get in Christ Jesus, two things are going to happen to you. Two things are going to become apparent to you. They're going to become available to you. You're going to be able to walk in and live in and thinking and talking. And what are they? Pastor, tell me where the spiritual blessings are. Well, Paul said that they are in heavenly places with christ jesus then he turned around and said you are accepted in the blood how did you get there because you came in christ jesus you came through the works of christ jesus you came to the godhead looking like your brother bow your head and close your eyes god what a revelation you have given us through the holy spirit today what a word of truth you have spoken through the Holy Spirit. If we are to be found in the reality of Christ, we're going to have to be in Him. If we're going to be complete, we're going to have to go to the Godhead. We're going to have to walk through the steps of the stages of dying to sin, of burying our flesh, being resurrected in the vic- by and like the victorious Christ. And then come into the covering of the blotting out of every sin by the sprinkling of the high priest who sprinkles blood. Then we're gonna to have to walk into the lordship of Jesus Christ where everything, everything, everything is exalted, and through him, every knee bows. And then we can come into the very throne room of God being in like manner in the image of Jesus Christ because our reality is in Him. There, there the Godhead, the open window of grace, where in Him is every promise that is yea and amen, are released to us, freely given, only because, only because, We came to the Godhead and we did it correctly. Father, forgive us of our misunderstanding. Forgive us of our misteaching. Forgive us of our misrepresentation. Forgive us of our doctrines of tradition that have caused us to remain absent of truth. Bring us in. Bring us in today as we traverse the cross as we walk with you and bury our flesh in the tomb, as we go with you into the regions of the damned and watch you take the keys of death and hell and watch the Holy Spirit bring you out of hell on a promise, resurrected with a new body, let us go with you as a member of the priesthood, holy and acceptable. And there be covered by the blood of freedom from every sin, every, start, every spot, every blame, every blemish. Let us proceed with You from there into Your Lordship where we become subjects of Your rule and Your reign. Now we can come into the throne room of God. And we can expect... That there we will find grace. Who is grace? It's Jesus Christ. What has he done? He has opened the judgment of an open heaven. Whereby every promise in him is yea and amen. So as we come into the throne room of God. We can now begin knowing we're accepted. To expect. Listen quickly God. Listen quickly God. Listen quickly to the Spirit of God. Every spiritual blessing that comes to us from heavenly places belongs to me. Freely given to me. Things that I have not seen or ever heard. Neither has been projected. But freely given to to the children of God that love Him. Revealed by the Holy Spirit. All out of the throne room of God. Now I want you to stand to your feet and lift your hands and say, Lord, I take that. I accept that. That that is a revelation of completeness that I, I accept. I accept every walk, every step. I accept what you have done for me in completeness today. I take it. It belongs to me. I see it. It has come to me as a revelation of the Holy Spirit. And now I have come to you through those steps. I have been taught how to come to you through those steps. And I enter into the throne room of God where every spiritual blessing is addressed. On my behalf, I take them. They belong to me. Those spiritual needs that I find as grace and mercy that I need to help me in time of need, I take them. I need healing, I take it out of you. I need financial blessing, I take it out of you. I need to overcome anger, I take it out of you. I need to overcome a job issue, I take it out of you. I need to overcome marital issues, I take it out of you. I take from the throne room of God every spiritual blessing that is in the host. It belongs. I am complete in Him. Oh, glory. Oh, glory, I'm delivered from addictions because I'm completing him. I'm delivered from bad thought because I'm completing him. I'm delivered from a strong will because I'm completing him. Whatever I'm completing you, it belongs to me. I have found the source of completion. And I have entered into the throne room of God to extract it because you have given it to me give the lord a hand clap of praise oh yeah those of you that are listening you've heard it too you can do it too this can belong to you this freedom can belong to you you just have to come correctly you have to be willing to come to the cross and lay down your sin be forgiven healed You have to be willing to lay down your flesh. You have to be willing to go into the region of the damned and be resurrected with Him. And then go with Him as a priest. And have every sin by the blood and the body of Christ covered. Acknowledging His Lordship walking into the throne room of God boldly. Where every spiritual blessing is revealed and released to. Now, Father, I thank you. If you don't know Him today, I want you to simply say, Jesus, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I'm coming to the cross, but I'm not going to stop there. I'm coming to the cross, but I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to bury this flesh. I'm going to be resurrected and anointed by Christ. I'm going to have everything safe and sound under the priesthood. He's going to become my Lord. And I'm going to go into the throne room of God. And extract the things that I have not seen, nor ears heard. Father, I pray that it'll be so for everyone under the sound of my voice, in the lovely name of Jesus Christ, my high priest, my Lord, my man, and the Godhead. Now, Father, open the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your people, that we may see. And by seeing we may seek we may seek you and that through the process we may come to know what the freedom of completeness really is and what the reality of being found in Christ really means bless them keep them in the lovely name of Jesus Christ and we will give you glory for the revelation of truth Thank you. Amen and amen. May God bless you. Thank you for being here. We enjoyed everything about you, especially the revelation of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you until we meet again. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Shake hands and be friendly. And we'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock.